This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have a fellow New Yorker, Erica Wasser, coming in from Prosper at Work, going to tell us how to better operate our businesses during COVID, post-COVID, and into the future. So, Erica, welcome to Halo Talks. Thank you so much. Awesome. So you've got a, a salon and glam background. So uh, why don't you give uh, the listeners here just your your personal background and then you know how you stumbled upon some of the frustrations that you thought needed to be solved that you've efficiently done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first business I started um, was a company called Glam & Go or is a company called Glam & Go. And it became a 14-store salon chain in New York, Miami, LA, and DC. And it was taking everything that I'd experienced in green room backstage styling, like 15 minutes to be camera ready, and really trying to bring that to women because that's actually what we needed. Such an easy concept said, really, really hard to execute and really hard to get done. Uh, the people management challenges that we were experiencing, I, used, I mean, every day was just fresh hell. Right. <laughs> right. Like, it was like, who is going to ruin my day today? And it's not even noon. <laughs> sure. We got an on-demand business that uh, then you're, and you're catering to people's uh, own timetables and, you know, meeting supply demand just in like a more, you know, uh, empirical way sounded like, sounds like it's not that easy to, to, to coordinate. Well, you know, I really thought that like, I didn't have an MBA and I have a communications degree and like, what did I get myself into? I must just be a bad people manager. And it wasn't until I started meeting other operators and owners across different industry verticals that it was like, no, like I don't suck at managing people. People are really hard to manage. Right. Sure. And then you take the subset a step back and you look at specifically the shift based and hourly workforce, which is my employee base or was my employee base and is who Prosper primarily focuses on. And you started to really see trends and unique needs of this workforce that I think most people would often overlook, right? My team did not need help with technical skill. There was nothing that I could possibly teach them, train them, show them about hair that they couldn't run circles around me. When it came to professional communication, time management, accountability, expectations management, knowing and staying informed and engaged when you're a spread thin um, person with a lot going on both in and out of work. Mm -hmm. It's really clear that like, if we want to make this business work, if we want to make the hourly shift-based employee more successful, uh, the things that we actually need to provide them with are tools to round out some of the skills that they may not inherently have. Got it. So you're basically trying to manage some very um, astute artists and put them into a, a business management platform, um, which is kind of counterintuitive to kind of being an artist, which is, you know, I have to, I have to have creativity and independence in order for me to, to succeed in what I'm actually doing. So, so what'd you come up with? So what we came up with is Prosper, um, or a very primary version of Prosper, which has now grown into something that attacks multiple industries. Um, what we came up with was like, okay, great. You're an artist. You have all of these needs that you have as a, an artist, but it really is not even just for hairstylists. This is for the person at your coffee shop, the barista at the convention center, the person cleaning the airplane. Um, 
you know, our relationship-based workforce in America, they have a lot going on, um, right? And so there are going to be things that are going to naturally fall through the cracks that we can provide support for technologically that can say, okay, you, you have these needs over here. You also need to be able to function with this, within this organization over here if you want to be a successful long-term employee, have opportunities for advancement, continue to get paid, plus, plus, plus. And so what we're going to do is ease the disconnect between the two. So like, yes, you have needs. Here's what the business needs are. And we can serve you both on one platform that is built for you so that you can master it. Everything's mobile for both managers and employees. Um, and we can really build accountability and communication and trust in organizations through a mobile app. So did you find that, um, you know, I, some of the companies that we work with or some of the entrepreneurs we work with, you know, you can send an email and you might not get an email back for a day or two, but, you know, a text message they'll respond to, you know, real time. You know, so so did you kind of design this to basically say, look, here's like the technologies and the modes of communication that that are your preference. And I'm going to try and basically push those into the business process system. Or how did you kind of go about figuring that out? So we had to really meet the employee where they are. Right. Like you're not changing their behavior. Email is like sending a carrier pigeon. It's just it's not effective. So we realized, okay, if that's the case, everything has to be mobile, everything has to be SMS enabled. So what we'll do, I mean, one of the biggest challenges we had was figuring out who was actually coming to work. So what Prosper does is we'll actually SMS text the workforce up to two hours before they're expected at work with a reminder where they're working, when they're working, respond with a code so operators gain visibility. The employee gets a reminder and we'll also show them when they need to leave where they are with directions to the location by car and public transportation. When they get to work, we give them a customized checklist by their team type and location that they're working that day to the small things that can fall through the cracks. You have an automatic accountability layer that's there without conflict or confrontation. Got it. So, so did you use this on your... Were you still like glam and go when you were when you were developing this? Did you leave there and then start developing? Just you know, have you become a software entrepreneur, or are you still kind of toggling between you know the two businesses? I'm officially a full fledged software entrepreneur, which is crazy considering I can barely send a text. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we started using small pieces of this puzzle at Glam and Go. So we built. My co-founder and I, um, Eric, he built us a call and response system for those mornings. Because I was waking up every day at 5.30 in the morning, texting people, and then basically just sitting there in sweats. Um, so that was like the first small piece. And then we were having issues getting feedback from the field and managing facilities. And so he helped us with a little bit of a ticketing system. And so some of these small micro changes started in Glam and Go um, by way of Eric, who is our CTO and co-founder at Prosper. Um, and that's kind of when we realize that there's a much bigger opportunity here. There are more industries to be served, like fitness, like health and wellness, um, large-scale events, quick service, um, that can really utilize these tools to create a better functioning work environment. Got it. So if I'm a health club or boutique fitness operator or 
you know, I run a, a salon or I run a med spa. Um, how do I, how do I deploy the software? Does it interact with mind body and some of the other, you know, larger platforms out there? Um, spa finder, you know, the, the laundry list of groups that are using for their point of sale or, or is it completely independent? So right now, Prosper is a standalone. There's small ties between us and like a scheduler. A lot of our companies use both Prosper and either MindBody or Boulevard, or there's one that's more fitness focused that I'm blanking on. Zenodi? Club Ready? Maybe. Uh, So they manage between the two. And so the way to think about it is if MindBody is everything from your business to your customer, Prosper is everything from your business to your employee. Got it. And and who's using this and, and what are some of the highlights that you've uh, or milestones that you've, you know, said, oh, wow, this is this is working and this is how I know it's working. Yeah. Um, so Heyday Skincare, I think, is a really great example of someone in our space that's really successful on the platform. They saw their managers save 60 percent of the time that they were previously spending scheduling and communicating. They saw their reliability go through the roof. They saw 81 scheduling interactions between switches and pickups when they gave their team flexibility within the first 30 days. Wow. And, and is that also then allowing them to take that information from Prosper and using it for their compensation? Yep. Going directly uh, to ADP or how do you have set that up? How do you have that set up? So you can clock in and out with Prosper or you can keep it where you are, that's an optional feature. If you do choose to do time and attendance with us, you would simply download, upload into your payroll provider. Uh, so talk to us about, you know, the, the elephant in the room here, which is this COVID-19 and how that's affecting, you know, the desire for people, you know, to come to a physical establishment for, you know, how you can potentially help with, whether it's contact tracing or, you know, best in, in, in class safety protocols and, and things of that nature. So Prosper has really been pretty integral in bringing people back to work and keeping both customers confident coming in, but really employees. We have a daily COVID health check that launches with every single shift. So up to two hours before a shift, an employee will actually receive their COVID symptom check. It's self-reported. Everything is storage. You can pull it out to CSV for any compliance that you needed because we're managing the schedules down to the minutia of what rooms people are in. You have automated and filterable contact tracing. And on that COVID health check in the morning, if somebody answers problematically, your management layer will automatically get an SMS text alerting them to the issue. So you can actually get in front of these exposure risks before they ever walk through your door. Right. The idea that people are just taking temperature when people are standing in front of them, it's like all well, sort of coming from inside the house. <laughs> is there, is there, um, is, is anyone developed an app yet that, uh, you know, I can use your iPhone as like a temperature reader or is that technology not available yet? I mean, I think it's definitely a yet. I have a feeling it will be if it isn't. All right. Let's come up with that. Maybe as part of the next uh, iteration of your technology and software. So, so how do you, um, how do you look at the business right now? And, you know, you're calling efforts into groups that are, you know, operating at 30, you know, to 50% capacity. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of stress on, you know, the, the target market here. Um, 
are you seeing a lot of groups saying like, okay, I finally have time to, to breathe and think about long-term, this should actually be how I run my salon anyway. So, you know, as much as COVID is obviously a curse to society, um, you know, we've got health club operators are like, you know what, I don't know why I ever gave somebody a keychain, you know, with a tag and I actually physically like took it from their hand into my hand. And, you know, so there's probably uses of technology now that'll proliferate. They're actually a much better way to, for, you know, if you said like supply chain management or, you know, process flow, it's actually going to be a lot better. Just like when I go to an airport and, you know, scan a 3D, you know, a barcode, like that should be done at the health club without ever touching anything. So you feel like maybe there's a lot, there's maybe a quantum leap in technology usage going forward? I think 100% people are looking at technology to solve people management problems in a way that they hadn't in the past. And I think COVID really brought to light how important integrated communication strategies are from your newest, most you know, bottom of the line employee all the way to the top, vice versa. Um, because this was the first time we were really faced with like actually having crucial, urgent, life-saving real-time information that had to get from point A to point B in one fall swoop um, with visibility and transparency and who's seen it. Um, so we're seeing a lot of our businesses sort of have taken a step back and said like, oh, I actually have time to build best practices. That's great. So how do, how do you price the product? We, we deal with a lot of entrepreneurs and they, you know, kind of throw dollars per month up against the wall. And, you know, it might not have any, um, there might not be as much thought to it as like, how much am I saving yep. someone? Um, you know, what are they paying for other software? You know, what is a, like a psychological cap on what I'm willing to pay for anything, especially mm-hmm. in, you know, the spa and health club industry, I feel like regardless of what I'm saving you, like I'm not going to be, you're not, you're not going to psychologically allow me to get, you know, 50% of that savings. So how'd you think about it? And what, you know, what, what do you think the price to value, you know, looks like? So our customers are definitely seeing the value at around eight to $10 a user per month. And they're feeling like they're really getting their money's worth out of Prosper. That being said, coming out of COVID, we want to be really sensitive to businesses that have been shut down for six months that are not sitting on cash flow. And so for now, businesses that are under 35 employees, we're doing a flat $129 because for us, it's more about how do we get people back to work safely, confidently, and successfully? Um, You know, and as you start scaling, as you start moving back to regular capacities, We'll grow with you. Gotcha. So what are, what are some of the things you've learned as a, an entrepreneur, maybe, you know, under the hood here for all of the entrepreneurs that are listening, you know, patience, perseverance, you know, what, what are some of the, the things that you've kind of taken away from this experience? Tequila is better in the morning than wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Those are for our halo, uh, instead of the CBD water or like the vitamin infused water, here's a, a tidbit from out of the blue. Thank you. Pete, Pete, that's going on the calendar. That has to make the calendar. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's funny. That's funny. Um, but, but how do you, like, you seem like you're type A, you know, like 
you should be an entrepreneur, you should be a founder of a company and, you know, you're very driven. Have you, um, and I ran a software company, so I feel like the software is never done. I feel like there's always like another bell and whistle you can add to it. Um, the salesperson says like, Hey, we get this account if we just do X, Y, Z, you know? So how do you kind of calibrate for yourself of like, this is a nice to have, this is a need to have, you know, this is what I got right now. Trust me, like this is enough. So like, how do you, how would you articulate that to other entrepreneurs? This is going to sound insane, but this is what my co-founder and I always go back to. So if somebody who's not Jewish wants to become a Jew, they have to go to the rabbi three times. And on the third time is when they'll say like, okay, we can start the conversion process. So if we don't hear from three different customers or at least the same customer multiple times that like they really, really want this thing, we ignore it. That's funny. That is so funny. So, so you're basically trying to like slow play the conversion based on like them knowing that you could solve the different pain points, but they got to get to a point where they're in so much pain that they're actually now like a qualified, you know, client or customer. If there's something that's wrong with the way that we're doing something, right? Then that's something that we need to fix. If it's, hey, can, for, I'll give you a good example. One of our customers schedules on the fives. Our scheduler was on the 10 and the, and the 15s or the 10s, excuse me. And they said, can we schedule on the fives? And now, especially that we're coming back from COVID, we're staggering everybody every five minutes so that nobody's coming along. The first time I said, listen, they'll start scheduling. They'll get used to it the other way. The five minutes is not making a huge deal. We're not going to integrate these fives. A week or two, my managers came to me and they said, if only they could have the fives. All right, we'll make October. And, you know, we obviously, we're launching reporting. We have all of these other pipelines, but we'll absolutely add this to the log. You know, by the third or fourth time, you have to go, okay, explain to me the workflow, show this to me. Right. And then once you see it, now we now have the fives, mm. right? We always try to make our customers happy. I think what's really hard, and I don't know if you experience this as a tech entrepreneur, you know, people ask for a lot and then revert to core functionality. Mm -hmm. Right. And one of the things that we need to be really careful of as a young tech startup is not like Franken building into very specific, not repeatable needs for one customer that like someone would never do this the same way. Right. Yeah. Back in the day we were running, it's called fitness inside and we were running an ASP, which was basically, you know, the, 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 the predecessor to a SaaS, you know, software as a service. So we were running an application service provider. And the idea was that everyone was using the same application. And then we got this creep of, of requests. And then, you know, at some point a year later, I went to my CTO and he's like, bro, you understand we're running 80 ASPs right now. We're not even running one anymore. Like every one of these clients has turned into like its own, you know, fiefdom of, you know, it's like, it's like I got 80 buildings, bro. That's like kind of what he said to me. I remember, no, it always sticks in my mind of like, I got to launch this to everyone. It's got to be on the platform. It's got to integrate or I'm not true to my business model. And my business model is about, you know, leveraging what I built for everyone, not being a custom web developer. So what we kind of came to on that is like, you know, we do a really good job in the beginning of really trying to understand someone's operational problems, pain points, and workflow, 
and then showing people how to utilize the tools that we have to achieve their goals versus um, the other way around. And like, there have been customers where like, or companies we've said, hey, like, I don't know that we're the best choice for you, but I, there is something else and take a look at that. And there's been people who have said like, hey, if you can't do this, we can't use it. Um, you know, and luckily both of them have come back. Right. But, you know, I think you have to build a, build a best in class product, listen to your customers, make them happy, but make sure that you're not getting so consultative within one person's individual business that like you're veering off course. Gotcha. So, so in closing here, you've given us a couple of great quotes already, but are there any, you know, management quotes or things that you wake up and well, like, Oh, that's an Erica ism. <laughs> um, Erica isms. Um, you know, I think it's really when you choose entrepreneurship um, or business or being an owner of a business, you're really saying that like you're betting on yourself. And keeping in mind that that is a really hard thing to do and to allow yourself to like, it's okay to have a shit day. It's okay to say everything I'm touching is going sideways. I'm done. I'm going to lunch. <laughs> and I'm <Nice. laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. We got a win-loss calendar. Like people think they're going to go 30 and 0 every month. And that's just not how the world works. You know? It's not how the world works. You know, yeah. and like if you made hard choices, they're going to come with hard days. And so, you know, stay strong, stay persevering um, and focus on progress versus perfection. Love it. Awesome. Well, prosper at work, prosper at life, prosper with your employees. Peace out. And uh, uh, love to uh, get together with you all once we uh, once we get through the next uh, next reopening of whatever I'm allowed to go to next. So <laughs> good to see you and uh, keep pushing. Bye, guys. Awesome. Later. As we continue to build our Halo Talks email notification database, want to offer you a free $10 instant gift card from our friends at Promotion Vault. Also to show you how easy it is to offer your members and prospects and clients the ability to get desired actions out of them and reward them in real time, go to halotalks.com, put your email address into the pop-up box, see how it works, get a free $10 gift card from us, and uh, keep listening and making everybody great.